Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. On today's episode, I have a very, very special guest. Um, She's actually the record holder in terms of getting accounts opened, lickety split. Brittany Milan, who is the co-owner of Elevate Performing Arts Center in Bloomington, Minnesota. Brittany and I met when I did a Profit First workshop for a mastermind group that she is part of called the Gold Alliance. And I challenged that group at the end of the workshop, whoever was the first person to show proof that they had opened their Profit First accounts, I would do a special one-on-one session. And lo and behold, literally 38 minutes after I had put out that challenge, Brittany said, done. Then we connected and she has just taken profit first and run with it. And I know I've stayed in contact with the Gold Alliance members and um, group facilitators. And Brittany, you have just been a, a the poster child for profit first in that community and in encouraging other people and such. So let's start with number one, what made you at the end of that workshop say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this now? (laughs) Well, okay, a little bit about myself that will lead into that. I went to the University of Minnesota and got my degree in dance because I wanted to be a dancer. And that's all I really knew. I knew I wanted to do something with dance, but my idea at the time was I wanted to perform. So I just took as many dance classes as possible. And then when I was done, I started to audition, perform with companies, travel with theater companies, and so on. And then I started to teach because that was the only thing that was really, you know, a consistent type of um, thing for me when it came to auditioning and shows. You never knew when it was going to happen. So, um, so I started to teach and realized how much I loved it. My mom actually has a dance studio, and I grew up at hers. But I think for myself, I was like, I'm never going to do that. Nope, I'm not going to do that. My mom did that. I'm going to do something different. But then as I started to teach, I realized how much I loved it and how easy and fun it was for me. Um, and more and more, I decided to come up with my own ideas. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to do it myself. 
And then I opened up a studio 10 years ago. So this is our 10 year anniversary. And it's in a much bigger city than I grew up in my mom's hometown or our hometown of 7,000. Um, so it's much bigger and it's a different thing. So when I joined the Gold Alliance, my main reason for joining them was finding help with the business side of the studio because I went into it just with all these fun ideas artistically, not so much as far as the business goes. So I joined that group. And then as soon as Stacy Morgan told us that you were going to be joining us and talking about Profit First, I didn't know anything about it at that moment, <laughs> but I knew that that's what I needed the most help with. So she said, make sure you take a lot of time. Afterwards, it's going to be like something that you need to absorb and make sure you have the whole day or whatever, as much of the day as you can. So then I made sure that my my parents were actually watching my kids. So I told them, please take them all afternoon. So I knew actually, as soon as you said that you made that challenge, I was ready to go. I had all the time and then I ran there right away. And I knew also I needed that one-on-one -on -one with you because again, this is the, the place that I needed the most work. I did not have any prior education to you know, the business side of the dance studio, especially the money side of it. So I needed all the help I could get. So I was just super eager, ready to go. And yeah, I, I actually wasn't sure if I was in a, I was like nervous. I was excited and nervous. I didn't think I was actually going to be the winner, but I was so determined that I guess it happened. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, clearly you are very, very driven. And I think you know, one thing too is, is you, you took someone's advice that you trusted and you set aside the time. I think so much, so much of the time we consume things and we just consume, 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 but we just then don't have any like margin left to uh, process it or do anything with it. So I think that was great advice of Stacy's, and even wiser of you to take that advice from someone who has been down this profit first path as well. So what's funny is, is you in, in 38 minutes achieved what most people, literally the majority of people who read Profit First, listen to the podcast. I know you're out there. Brittany is now your role model. Um, <laughs> fail to open up their Profit First accounts at their primary bank. So what was it? I mean, was it was it hard? I mean, it, it couldn't have been too hard if it took you less than an hour. Maybe I just met the right person at the bank. I was a little nervous going there because I was like, I don't know what they're going to say to me. Maybe they're going to think I'm crazy. Um, and I think he did a little bit maybe. He was like, you really want this many accounts? I'm like, yep. He's like, okay. And then he just helped me and we had a great conversation. He did it really quickly. It wasn't all that hard at all. And I was like kind of relieved because I was a little nervous, but I knew it had to be done. So I went, I did it. And it was so much easier than I ever expected it to be. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So listen, Profit First Nation, it was so much easier than she expected it would be. And you will have the same instance. I have never heard of anyone being turned away at the bank when it comes to opening up these accounts. So if you haven't completed step number one, get your butt to the bank, get your butt to the bank. It will take you less than an hour um, and don't forget, we also have the resource on our website under step one, um, where you can actually even just copy and paste an email to your bank and do it online and not even go to the bank. 
So it really is not that big of a deal. So you are still the record holder. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I keep putting that challenge out whenever I do a workshop and no one has beaten your record yet, Brittany. So Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. I think I was just really like, it must have been the right day too, but I was super determined to make a change. I needed to make a change. And it's been great actually since I've started. So I definitely am not even afraid to look at my bank accounts anymore. When I used to be like, oh no, what am I clicking and opening it? What is it going to look like today? I am way more aware of what's happening. And I'm excited for once because I feel like I see money going in the right direction. And it makes me feel awesome. So, Oh, that's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about when do you do your allocations? The same as, you know, the 9th and the 25th. I think if it changes a little bit, depending on my calendar, I actually went through the whole year um, and set reminders each for each of those days so that I remember to do it. Because otherwise I probably would forget only because I have so many questions from parents and this and that happening that things get, you know, loss. So I went through the whole calendar, at least for this year through the 2022 calendar. And I always make sure it was on a weekday because I usually have time during those days to like um, sit down and do my work. I've made sure that I, I give myself that time. So um, I went through and uh, close or either on the 9th or around the 9th and around the 25th. And, you know, with our, the way we pull our money or tuition, it's usually the tuition's pulled on the 1st, and then anything extra, like we have competition dancers, that all gets pulled on the 15th. Um, so those dates actually give it great time for everything kind of to get put into the, the accounts. So then I can um, make the allocations at the right time. That's awesome. And so we talked about doing some additional accounts, right, for you? Yes. You want to talk about those? I did start a couple. Yeah, I started a couple more. Um, I started one for like all of our our shows, our events, so recitals, um, and that's been helpful. And then I started also one for the competition fees as well. And, you know, in some ways, I've been like talking to my husband about this. I'm like, how did it take me 10 years to come to this and also figure this out? <laughs> because it makes so much sense. With the competition fees, it's just, it's such a big chunk of money that comes through the studio for us. It's like $20,000, you know, sometimes a month that comes through. And it always gave me such anxiety because I would see it there in the bank account, but I knew that's not money that I can touch because that has to, it pretty much goes through us to the competition or through us to the costume companies. You know, it's not, we're not, you know, profiting a ton from that. So I needed to make sure that that money got set aside. So having this other account as well as same thing for the recital. And it's also just helping me see the bigger picture too. Like, okay, we're, we're actually doing pretty well and making money through our shows. And, and maybe, and then it actually made me look at like the bigger picture as far as like, how much am I charging? Um, and, you know, as far as the, the regular tuition goes, and then as far as like the competition fees goes, maybe, you know, maybe there needs to be more here, more there. And now having everything separated, it's just, it's so much more like relaxing. I'm, I, for once, I'm not worried that the money is going to like get spent on something else because it's in the wrong spot. Awesome. And so when we did our one-on-one, we did talk about, um, you know, there's only two ways to increase profitability. Number one, to increase margin and number two, decrease expenses. So I know we spent a bit of time talking about margin 
what has anything changed for you guys in terms of increasing your margin? Um, Because it's interesting, your business is um, sort of segmented. You have like a, a, a recreational dance, you have a competition dance group. What did you do there? So I took a leap and I was actually pretty nervous about it. And the Gold Alliance members helped me a lot because it's just, and, and the, the conversation that you had, you know, just rem- remembering to not undervalue what we do and what we provide to everybody. And we, you know, I have really great teachers on top of a wonderful facility. So we have all the things that I believe and more. And so I took a leap and I, when it came to the competition, side of things we we increased and it wasn't even by a lot but enough that it was like it's definitely way more profitable now but also um I feel so much more relaxed because okay now I see that we're bringing in enough money for this part of of um expenses um as far as payroll goes because that's been tough and in order to pay these great educators you have to be able to charge them enough. And for whatever reason, for a long time, I had a really hard time doing that. And it sounds like like my other Gold Alliance members were in the same boat. You know, it's hard for us. I think if I had it my way, I would love to make dance free for everyone. But yeah, <laughs> but that's not the case. I can't do that. So I did make that leap. And I think we increased the hourly class by like $3, $3 more per class. And it has definitely made a huge difference. Um, and then I increased prices last year with the rec program. So I kind of go back and forth between the two. And I think this one actually made the biggest jump because I think those kids, since they come so often, I've always given them the biggest break because they come like 14, 15 hours a week. Uh-huh. Um, so I've always given them the biggest break, but then at the end of it, it's like, oh my gosh, but they're spending so much time in there and they're they're getting all this from these teachers that I have to pay quite a bit and I can't afford that if I'm not charging them a higher rate. Uh So, um, and truthfully, I haven't really heard, I was a little nervous about like what I might hear (laughs) or how people might react. Um, And I haven't had anybody come up to me and talk to me. Um, If they did have any conversations, it was behind closed doors and that's, that's fine by me. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was the scariest thing for me, I think, because those are also the customers that have been there probably some of them for 10 years and some of them for a long time where you don't, you also don't want to upset them or that's what's going on in my brain. But I think if anything, I think they just value things more. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good point. And it's so important that, you know, we remember it's business, it's not personal. And in order to continue to operate your business and to continue to employ the great, I mean, you know, the talent of your instructors is phenomenal. And that comes at a cost. And parents are willing to pay that for their kids, especially. So, you know, I would challenge you to make sure that you're staying on top of this and at least, you know, setting a date on your calendar um, to review your pricing at least once a year. Um, And so that you can just kind of stay on top of it and it becomes habit, it becomes routine and it becomes expected of your families that your prices are going to increase with with inflation. Yeah, I think that that's great advice, and I, I definitely want to take that and make it into like an uh, you know an alarm on my phone of like when that needs to happen because I do think that I see you know myself come springtime when I'm looking at 
what's going to happen for the next year? And, you know, what types of things, you know, do I, extra things do I want to bring to the students? What types of teachers do I want to bring? And then also the teachers who have been working for so long with us and have made such a huge, like, the kids have made such a huge jump because of them. Um, I have to feel, I feel like I need to reward that as well. And so I think that two parents love to see results, right? I mean, everyone does, I guess. So as they see results, I think it'll be easier for me also to feel like I can make that jump. But I think too, taking the, the personal emotions and feelings out of it and just look at it as facts. Like this is the business, you know, this is a time of year that I'm going to look at this, this, and this. And then um, what do I need to do to make these changes so that I can continue to provide the quality dance education that I want for my dance families? I love your idea too about, you know, what the results that you're producing and, and that quantifies it. And I think that helps you also take that personal side out of it as well of, um, you know, if you guys are constantly winning, 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 then that that gives you the justification to, you know, be the premium priced um, studio for performing arts in your area for sure. Yeah. And I would say for us, winning is not necessarily winning first place, but having great team um, teamwork and seeing such improvement through the kids, each time we step on stage, they're that much more confident. They're that much more technically better. And every time, yes, the, the scores get better. But to me, winning is like this whole team. We work together. We support each other. And I think the families at the studio also um, feel that and, and love that. And that's partially why they're there. So winning is not just about the trophy. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um and, you know, I love how you guys emphasize the friendship and really that that team aspect on your website, because I do feel that a lot of studios just sort of miss that um, from the Dance Moms uh, mm-hmm. TV show. And it can get that way, you know, just like with anything, but you just have to continue to push the the culture and, and the setting that you want for the space. And, and hopefully that negativity kind of either leaves or just doesn't even show up because of that. Yeah. And so what about on the expense side? Was there anything that you were able to um, whittle down a bit on expenses to improve your profitability? It's so little things. It hasn't been anything big, unfortunately. And But I am I am working on one, um, one fun, I think, idea. And I, a couple of the dance moms actually are also fitness instructors and because it's the hard part is trying to find use for the space during the day because the kids are all at school. Yeah. And I've tried actually doing like preschool classes um, during the day with like mom's yoga in the next room. And believe it or not, as much I would have loved that because then I'm like, yes, I can get two things done at once. But most of the moms just want to sit and watch their kids. And I get that too. So that really didn't that really didn't work very well. So I'm actually working right now with them on some kind of a daytime fitness classes happening um, and, and maybe having it like be more of an elevate fitness type of a, you know, that just a different branch of it, I guess, so that we can use the space during the day for something like that. Or, or um, I also looked into having some um, other types of dance that we don't offer. Uh, we do not offer Right now, we don't offer traditional Indian dancing. And there's a, actually a few companies in the area that have looked into like wanting to use the space. So I am working on that part because that's that's the biggest chunk of money between 
payroll, right? And then the the rent. So those are the biggest two chunks and trying to find ways to, um, for me, like the dance educators is really hard to, I don't know, to me, that's the most important part is who I'm bringing in to present to these kids. Um, and, and I think that part is hard. You want to find good teachers, you're going to have to pay them a decent amount of money. Um, and then as far as the expense goes, the rent is really not going anywhere uh, right now, especially to, especially with COVID yeah. and everything. So um, that was my biggest you know, challenge over the summer to myself was to try to figure out a way. And so I'm working with them right now to try to see if it's, you know, doable. And and then as far as the other little things, like, you know, we don't really use Zoom as much anymore. So I took like Zoom off. I actually went on like all the auto pay type things that we have on our account and did the whole like cross things off that we don't need, you know, so can, or can we try this a different way? And so there's been a lot of little things, nothing huge, but they do add up. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, keep, keep at the use of studio during the day when it's vacant. Um, I know someone uh, near me who has um, yoga studios, um, actually they used one of their, their empty studios and, um, and subleased it out to someone that was doing some trainings. Um, so it kind of became more like just an office training environment um, with some tables and some chairs uh, for a few weeks at a time. Oh, nice. So keep that up. That's great. Now tell us really quickly. I mean, you have just been, like I said, the, the, the ambassador for Profit First for your Gold Alliance group. What are some of the things that you've talked through and helped through some people um, in that organization? Well, I don't know, maybe my just like go get them attitude was like uh, infectious or something, because I do know that like, there's at least two other members of the group that are are working with Profit First now consistently, which is great. And so we actually even remind ourselves like, oh, you know, how are we going to fundraise for bringing all of our teachers to this teacher training? And they're like, why don't you just do like a Profit First type thing and make another account? And we're like, yes, this is great. So what's been awesome is um, we just now, because we're kind of on the same page with like how we're moving forward, or at least the majority of us are, um, we can kind of coach each other along. So that's been awesome. And we remind each other and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I can do that. Or, oh, wonderful. And and I know that one of the members, they're working with an actual profit first, um, I believe accountant right now. And that's actually on my list of things to do. That's my next step. I've done, I think as much as I can, Okay. Uh, you know, um, as far as moving forward with it. And I think now I'm like ready to have somebody also hold me a little bit more accountable as well as coach me along a little bit more. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations to you and the transformation that you just took and did phenomenal things with, Brittany. I'm so proud of you. And um, it's been a pleasure to work with you and see your progress along the way. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you for having me. And my entrepreneurial friends, if you would like to work with an accountant, bookkeeper, or coach who is a Profit First certified professional and who has the heart of a teacher, then please go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Contact, where you can connect with a Profit First professional. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends.
Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.